Welcome to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I am Eric, and this week we hit a little snag. I decided I was going to rearrange our studio, and I did not get it finished in time. So, I'm going to have to pull one out from the vault. Luckily for you guys, it's an awesome one. So, this is an older episode from the original podcast we had started, so this week, Sam will be doing the reading and not Bailey. But like always, guys, remember to share the show, um, download the episodes, and just stay creepy. All right, guys, without further ado, let's get into this episode. So, Sam, you just finished moving, right? Yes. How, how was that? Uh, awful. My whole body hurt up until like... Yesterday. How long did it take you to move? Uh, like two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. How would you feel if you, it took you over a year to move? I would kill myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would not. I, w- I just wouldn't move. Well, you know, at the time that the people we're going to talk about today were moving, you really didn't have much of a choice. The whole East Coast was just. Decimated by malaria and typhus, Manifest Destiny was really the, the best way to do it. Just move out west with your whole family. <laughs> For a year. With and, everybody. Well, it's only supposed to take four months. <laughs> the poor souls we're going to talk about <laughs> took a little bit longer. So the damned party? Oh, excuse me. The 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 Donner party oh, is who we're talking about oh, today. Okay. I named it my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Fine. I really thought you were going to go with Dahmer party, but no, Ooh, that would have been a good one. I know. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Yeah, you there. missed that one. But yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, Donner party. That's why I want to do this whole. You're taking so- it like full PBS with this. It's my turn. It is your turn. Eric. It is All right, my well, turn. Go, what do you got for us? So let's start this off to fully understand the scope of the time that this happened at in the 1840s the whole idea of like manifest destiny expand the united states coast to coast was like in full effect Mm -hmm. so they were trying to get people to move out west Mm -hmm. and i know if you guys have ever played the oregon trail right it didn't forebode well for the the settlers no in fact the oregon trail is known as America's longest graveyard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we just played this in computer class like it was nothing. Meemaw yeah. died of dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that too. Was pretty, I mean, 4% of everybody that that went on the trail died. It doesn't sound like a lot. Four, what is uh, it like a scale? It, it's, I like would say, hundreds, five digits. 
Really? Like, there's a certain stretch of the Oregon Trail where there's 200, like, I want to say it's a body, like a body every two feet or some crazy shit. What the oh, fuck? shit? Two, yeah, I think it's every two feet or 200 feet. I don't fucking, I can't remember that fact. I didn't write that one down. Um, but yeah, check. there's a lot of fucking bodies on the Oregon Trail. The so, Oregon Trail? <laughs> well. <laughs> or the Oregon. Mm. Ooh. It could go either way. Uh, that's <laughs> Around 1845, uh, people were trying to get into California. Yeah. Like, California was owned by Mexico at the time. And we were trying to, like, the government was trying to get as many fucking settlers in there as possible. So you could kind of just overtake it. Um, so if there's one person that could be blamed higher Donny Donner party situation, it's uh Lansford Hastings. So Hastings basically had this idea that he, he was a lawyer uh-huh. and his whole thing was he wanted to go out and be like to take over the world. He wanted, he wanted to be an emperor, okay. basically like a king. So his, his whole thing was, I'm going to be the king of California, like this new country. I'm right. taking it. Kind of like what they did in Texas prior to that. Yeah. How they got their independence from Mexico. So Hastings put out a, a book called The Immigrant's Guide to Oregon and California, where he mentioned, and this is just like a snippet of the book, that there was a shortcut to get into California. Who doesn't like a shortcut? Who doesn't right? like a shortcut? I will go at any length. To get out of like some shit that mm-hmm. is like gonna back me up and take me forever. I don't like waiting. No. Well, you might change your mind after this story. <laughs> Wagon trail road rage. <laughs> um Yeah, there's there's a little bit of road rage on this. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. So Yay. it was the pat the shortcut was known as the Hastings cutoff. And it's basically a straight line. Okay. From you know, the regular Oregon Trail to uh-huh. it breaks away and you cut straight through and it's supposed to save 300 miles. Wow. Off your trip. I'm with okay. that. Yeah. The only problem is Hastings only looked at this shit on a map. Oh, he, he didn't actually travel it? He never actually went on the trail before he published this. <gasps> so this was untested. The whole thing was untested. Excuse me, sir. You did not cite your sources at all. <laughs> Well, cite your sources. <laughs> it's it's much like the internet today, how people can just publish whatever the yeah, hell they want, like Wikipedia, right. yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah, the Hastings cutoff is only a line out of the book. He didn't really promote it, okay. Um, but he should have at least traveled the route once before he wrote about it. Yeah, like at least with confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. At least once. Yeah. He wrote the most direct path would leave the Oregon route about two hundred miles east of Fort Hall. And you'd come out right past the salt flats. Which is just yeah. awful. Mm. Desert. Yeah. So this caught the attention of a fellow named James Reed. And that's where I'm going to turn it over to Sam. On April 16th, 1846, nine covered wagons left Springfield, Illinois and embarked on the 2,500-mile journey to California during the westward migration. So, James Reed, he was a businessman, and he wanted to grow his fortune. 
in the in California. He also wanted his wife, Margaret, who suffered from terrible headaches, might improve on on the beach, essentially, which is kind of true. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom had really bad migraines when we lived in Virginia, and we moved here. They kind of, well, they didn't go away completely, but they did subside. Nothing like living on the coast, man. It's all no. air, man. So uh, he had recently read the Immigrant's Guide to Oregon and California and read that he advertised a shortcut, which is the Hastings cut off and it enticed travelers by saying that it would cut off or save about 350 to 400 miles on quote easy terrain which we'll find out yeah, later we'll we'll, we'll we'll circle back to that <laughs> put a pin in that real we'll, quick we'll wagon circle back to that <laughs> i can't that was good <laughs> that was hilarious i try so hastings had not traveled it like you said he had visions of building this empire at um, what is now Sacramento and falsified a lot of the information that would lead to the downfall of the Donner Party. Basically, the Donner Party was doomed from the start. Pretty much. From the start of from the start of where they left Springfield. They were fucked. They so left they- late. Yeah. Right? Like a yeah. week late. They left a week late, and it's only going to get worse from here. Wasn't it like they had to be over the they mountains? Need, they needed to leave um, by like April something. Independence, Missouri uh-huh. by like April. Okay. Yeah. Like and then mid-April. travel through the summer and make uh-huh. it to the mountains. They didn't fucking leave Independence till like May. May. Like mid-May. Yeah. What the fuck were they doing? How much fucking off? How much primming, like primming and prepping, do you need to do? Well, we're gonna find out. James and Margaret Reed and their four children: Virginia, Patty, James, and Thomas. Margaret's seventy-year-old mother and two hired servants. So her mom's name was Sarah. She -hmm. was so sick with consumption that she could barely walk, and was unwilling to be separated from. Her, from Margaret, who's her only daughter. However, Reed was determined that he, was determined his family would not suffer along the journey, and his wagon was an extravagant two-story contraption. Which I don't know how you can Basically, have a two-story. Yeah, it suite. was a fucking. <laughs> it was a two-story uh, mobile home. Yeah, it, yeah. It was a two-story wagon. <laughs> You're telling me I about think- an 1840s mobile home. <laughs> yeah. So his da- his daughter actually had a really interesting name for it. She called it the Pioneer Palace. <laughs> <laughs> I like the mother-in-law suite on the top. Right. So they had nine new wagons. The group figured that the trip would last about four months to cross the plains and the deserts and the mountain ranges and the rivers on their trip to California. So they figured that it would only last four months. Right. Meaning they only packed four months worth of food. Which was wrong. So just make a note of that. Yeah. There's only four months worth of food on this fucking caravan. So their first destination was Independence, Missouri, which was the jumping off point of the Oregon and the California trails. Also in this group were the families of George and Jacob Donner, 
George Donner was a 62-year-old farmer who had migrated five times before settling into Springfield, Illinois, along with his brother, Jacob. Um, the brothers decided to make one last trip to California. Uh, Jake or George, with his third wife, Tamzine. I'm not really sure how to say that. Tamzin. Tamzin. That's an interesting name. And their three children... Francis, Georgia, and Eliza. Georgia had two daughters from a previous marriage, Elitha and Leanna. Uh, Jacob Donner and his wife Elizabeth brought their five children, so George, Mary, Isaac, Samuel, and Louis, as well as Mrs. Donner's two children from another previous marriage, Solomon and William Hook. Yeah, this family be fucking. So, like, good lord. They're freaking rabbits. Mm, yeah, they be fucking. Well, I cannot. I have one, and I'm like, mm, do I want another one? Well, I don't know. When I the mean, at is. that point, if he, well, part of it's because they were farmers. Yeah. Right. So you didn't really have staff. You, you were had just, children. Yeah, you were just making kids. Just Child to, labor. Yeah, for free labor. Yeah, free labor. Well, that's part of it. Plus, half of them were going to die anyway yeah. from, like, the rickets or... You just go pop fucking, them out so you makes it... Malaria, some typhus. Their strength in numbers. Yeah, I mean that for- <laughs> Yeah. So, along with this group of 10,000 children, there were there was Noah, James, and Samuel Shoemaker, as well as another guy named John Denton. At the bottom of Jacob Donner's bag was a copy of Lansford Hastings' Immigrant's Guide, and it's tantalizing talk of a faster route to California. Ironically, on the on the day that the Illinois party headed west from Springfield, Hastings prepared to head east from California to see what the shortcut he had written about was actually like. So, homie's like, well, I guess I better check give it a try. It, check it out. <laughs> see what Did this he is check all in? about. <laughs> So, the Donner Party's wagon train reached Independence, Missouri about three weeks later, where they stocked up on supplies, and then they were heading out the next day, which was May 12th of 1846. So, they're realistically two weeks behind. Yeah. Yeah. At the most, a week behind. Right off the jumping point. Yeah. So, they're kind of behind the eight, way behind the eight ball on this. They headed, they hit a thunderstorm when they headed west. So immediately, ominous black clouds are are gathering (laughs) as they're leaving Independence. A week later, they joined another wagon train who was headed up by Colonel William H. Russell. And that was camped on Indian Creek about 100 miles west of Independence, Missouri. Along this journey, others would join the group until its size was eight, until there was 87 people in this wagon train. I don't even like 87 people, much less would I want to travel Facts. with them. I, no, I don't even, exactly. And Which is crazy because I remember being like a kid and hearing about the Donner Party and you would think it was like a just family. a small like family yeah. of settlers, like maybe at the most 15 people. Right. I didn't realize like until I started researching this shit, it was that fucking many. 
Like, I, that's a ton of people. When you were yeah. first explaining this episode to me, I was like, oh, it's like five people. Like, mom, dad, and then, like, three kids. Yeah. Or maybe, like, mom, dad, kids, and Meemaw's coming with. <laughs> Meemaw. <laughs> She's going to live out her last days in California. <laughs> so, on May 25th, the train, the wagon train, was held up for several days by the high water at Big Blue River near what is now Marysville, Kansas. It was here that the train would experience, would have its first death, which was Sarah, Margaret's mother. And she was buried next to the river, which was kind of nice. Um, well, they, they knew good and well she was going to die. Right. Like, it was it was kind of just throw me in the wagon. I don't want to be like, left here alone. That's like taking a dog out for its last, like, car ride or something. That's what it feels <laughs> oh, like right Jesus. now. Jesus. <laughs> so, One last trip to get some ice cream from Mickey D's before we take <laughs> you to the pound. Yeah, no, they didn't do that. They drug her through across the prairie. Old Yeller style. Oh, no. <laughs> they built ferries to cross the water, and... The Donner Party was on their way again. They were following the Platte River for the next month, essentially. So, uh, about the Big Blue River deal, they took time off from running that. It didn't. They didn't just build the rafts because you had to float the, the whole caravan across the river. Yeah. And then they took time, I'm sure, to mourn. Yeah. The death. Right. So I would time is not on their side. No, and they're not like making haste at all. No, they're well. They think they're taking a shortcut. Right, that's true. So they're they're fucking just leisurely (laughs) strolling across the plains. But I would say they probably took several days to build the rafts, to cut down the trees, to build the rafts, right, to float the caravan across the river. Yeah. So already we're losing time. They're hemorrhaging time. So, William Russell resigned as the captain of this wagon train, and it was given to a man named William H. Bogg, William M. Boggs, and he encountered a few problems along the trail. They reached Fort Laramie just one week behind schedule on June 27th of 1846. There at Fort Laramie, James Reed ran into an old friend from Illinois, his name was James Kleiman, who had just gotten back from traveling the new route with Lansford Hastings. And Kleiman advised Reed not to take the Hastings cutoff, stating that the road was barely passable on foot and would be impossible with wagons. And he also warned him of the Great Desert and the Sierra Nevadas. So in The Immigrant's God, he briefly mentions this desert. Right. Mm-hmm. It says it's about 30 miles, 30 to 40 miles. Right. Just kind of glossed over that. It's like a sand trap. Yeah. <laughs> like we'll we'll trap. get back to how long it actually is. It's just a little later sand on. trap. So he said it was about 30 miles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So keep in mind the number 30, 30 miles. He, so Kleiman strongly suggested that the party take the regular wagon trail rather than this new false route. He, Reed would ignore this warning, obviously, and because they were already lost on time. So he's like, nope, I'm going to take the shortcut because we need to get there faster. And they were joined by other wagons in Fort Laramie. 
and they met a man carrying a letter from Lansford Hastings at the Continental Divide on July 11th. Why does that sound so familiar? Continental Divide. Um, anyway, the letter said that Hastings would meet the emigrants at Fort Bridger and lead them on his route, which was the Hastings Cutoff. Which passed south of the Great Salt Lake instead of going over it, which the regular trail did. Mm-hmm. Um, so the going over it, they would they would hit Fort Hall, which is now Pocatello, Idaho, and the this letter successfully kind of squashed any fears that the party might have had regarding this Hastings cutoff. On July 19th, the wagon train arrived in Little Sandy River, which is Wyoming now, and the trail parted into two routes, the northern route and the Hastings cutoff. The Hastings cutoff. So basically, the wagon train... Um. Anybody that didn't feel comfortable with his Hastings cut off, we're just like fuck this. We're out. We're taking the the proven path. Yeah. Then you have what will be known as the Donner Party. <laughs> George Donner, as their captain, decided to take the Hastings cut off. They reached Fort Bridger on July twenty eighth. However, when they got there. Uh, Lansford Hastings wasn't there. Only he left a note with other people at the fort. And it said that Hastings had left with another group and that late travelers should follow and catch up. Jim Bridger and his partner, Louis Vasquez, assured the Donner Party that the Hastings cutoff was a good route. So they rested for a few days and made, they made repairs to their wagons, and they prepped for the rest of what they thought would be a seven-week journey. On July 31st, the party left Fort Bridger, joined by the McCutcheon family. So they are now at 74 people in 20 wagons. And the for the first week, they made... 10 to 12 miles per day, which was pretty good progress back then. On August 6th, the party reached the Weber River, having through, uh, having passed through Echo Canyon. And they came to a stop when they found a note from Hastings advising them to not follow him down Weber Canyon because it's it's impassable. So they Hastings, in his ultimate asshole self nailed this fucking letter to a post <laughs> in the middle of the fucking woods. Just hoping basically. that they'd see it. Like this trail was never meant for wagon trains. Yeah. It was never meant for this shit. I mean, I'm sure it was barely, I mean, the one guy said it was barely good. Passable enough for, on foot. Yeah. So what about your fucking horses and oxes and shit like that are a lot heavier. Well, right. Here's, here's the crazy thing about this. That I didn't really talk about until now. Okay. Um, when they were going to keep the oxen, like, not exhausted, most of the time they were walking next to the wagon trains. 
To keep it like the weight. To keep the weight down. Right. These people almost walk this entire fucking deal. And if you couldn't keep up, you had to just make it back by nightfall when everybody yeah. stopped. But if you didn't. Oh, well. Tough shit. <laughs> so Hastings said to take a different trail through the salt basin. While they camped near the what is now Hennifer, Utah, James Reed, along with two other guys, forged ahead on horses to catch up with Hastings. They found the party at the south shore of the Great Salt Lake, and Hastings accompanied Reed part of the way back to point out the new route, which he said would take them about a week to travel. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. In the meantime, the Graves family caught up with the Donner Party, which brought their number up to 87 people and 23 wagons. They took a vote among the group, and they decided to try the new trail rather than backtracking to Fort Bridger. On August 11th, the wagon train began the arduous journey through the Wasatch, Was- yep, Wasatch Mountains. Wasatch Mountains. They had to clear trees and other obstructions along the new path. Of there was no journey. path. Yeah. There no. was no fucking path. They had to make their own. Road. Hastings literally is like, yeah, he, yeah, this this way will probably work. I so once again, he pointed a out a fucking map and told him, yeah, this is probably good enough, and they yeah. believed this fucker. Like, this dude has not been on your honorable at yeah. all through this entire endeavor. So, did they know that Hastings hadn't traveled it? No. Because he just published this shit. He, Boy, they. But, I mean, a lot of people think that he did this to, like, make money. He really just eyeballed the shit. It was like a snippet. It wasn't even, like, a long text or telling people to take this path. He's like, right. there might even be a shortcut to save you... Time. Yeah. Take me 300 miles. How do you just, like, pull that out of your tail? Oh, he, he definitely pulled it out of his ass. He, he, so, the Donner Party started having to cut down trees, clear trees. Yeah. Uh, to get around this new pathway. And God knows how much time that cost him. It took them six days to travel eight miles. When they were making it 10 to 12 a day. Right. Before. So, along the way, they discovered that some of the wagons would have to be abandoned. Morale began to sink, and they began to think that maybe Lansford was full of shit. And by the time they reached the shore, they had also started to blame James Reed. Tensions were high. Just a little bit. So, basically, it was going to end up as soon as they got to California. And got to where they were trying to get to. They were all going to just split ways and never talk again. 
<laughs> like, they were sick of each other at this point. Well, I mean, they've been with each other since, what, it, we're talking now, probably, what, August? Uh, no, uh, July, August, so three months. They've been together for three months. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in a caravan. What did they, so with the, what, there was a couple of wagons that they had to leave behind? Yeah. They so were then, just fucked up and damaged. So they like, had to move all their shit from the other wagons. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, and like to so more it. shit to carry. Yeah, mm-hmm. it got to a point to where like they were having to carry their shit on their backs. Yeah, yeah, because they couldn't load down the the I remaining mean, wagons. Yeah. So on August twenty fifth, the group lost another member, a guy named Luke Halloran. He died of consumption near what is now Grantsville, Utah, which was consumption just. Drinking? I think probably drinking like No, it's um what is it? Is it drinking tainted water? I feel like I've heard of of like consumption, but it was in like like mental asylums and stuff. Let's see. It's drinking your own. It's tuberculosis. Oh. Oh. Why does consumption tuberculosis? That doesn't really Uh you know, they had all sorts of weird (laughs) names for shit back then. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got ghosts in your blood. Do some (laughs) cocaine about it. (laughs) So, also around this time, fear began to set in as provisions were running low. So, remember, they had four months of rations. Yeah, we're in late August now. Oh, this is August uh, 25th. Yeah, so we're late into month three, right? So, they um, they left Independence. Yeah, in May. Uh, let me get the exact date so we can do the math. It was May 17th. So May 17th. They're well at the four-month point now. Yeah. They're about at the four-month mark. And they only pick, and they have still have, what, they have, like, what, 86 people yeah, eight, to yeah. feed? So, and they've been picking up passengers this whole fucking time. Yeah. That may not even have that much food. Right. So now you're sharing food with people mm-hmm. that don't have food. Right. That probably got left behind from the place, the party or the train that they Yeah, got. I mean, they were picking up people along the way left and right. Like what I was talking about earlier, how if you got left behind from your wagon yeah. train because you couldn't keep up. Sucks to suck. It was, you know, hopefully another wagon train was coming by before you died. Died, right. And was nice enough to take you on theirs. So in three weeks... Since they reached the Weber River, they had moved only 36 miles. So that's like eight miles a week, right? Yeah. Something like that. It's like uh, six miles. It's like less than, it's like a little more than maybe two miles a day. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm not very good at mental math. No, I was doing a week. (laughs) Well, this is where. This next part is where shit starts to really, really go south. Like, this is, so far it's just been mild inconvenient. Like, maybe not mild. It's been inconvenient. Hella inconvenient. Like. Irritating. You are literally forging the path for for other for, people. Yeah. You're, you're forging the path for Hastings. Yes. At this Something point. Something that he should have done already. Or maybe what before he fucking wrote about it. Yeah. Took the path. Yeah. So on August 30th, they began to cross the Great Salt Lake Desert, 
believing that it was only going to take two days, according to Hastings. However, what they didn't know was that the desert sand was moist and deep, and the wagons quickly got bogged down, severely slowing their progress. On their third day in the desert, the water supply was nearly gone, and some of the oxen had already ran away. Yeah, basically they had to stop. Yeah. To to catch oxen. <laughs> Instead of taking the fucking death march through the desert. Fucking oxen. That that uh Hastings <clears throat> promised was only like a two or three day journey. He said thirty miles. Yeah. yeah. Ish. And you know, if you're moving twelve 10. to fifteen a day, yeah, you can get that. A little over two days. Yeah. But he did it on horseback. Yeah. He didn't account for a wagon. And cattle and people. So the problem with the the salt is once it cracks, it's just mud underneath. Right. Yeah. So they had to spend time digging. So it's like breaking a creme brulee. Yeah. It's literally they had to spend time digging the the caravan out. Now I'm I'm hungry. No, I know. I'm getting, I'm just laughing about the fact that the oxen were just like, fuck this, I'm out. Yep, I'm out. Yeah, there's no water. <laughs> Y'all are having me drag shit. I ain't about to get eaten. <laughs> so they reached the end of the desert five days later on September 4th. And they rested near the base of Pilot Peak for a few days. On the eight mile the eighty mile journey through the Salt Lake Desert. So remember, we said 30. Hastings said it was 30 miles. It wound up being 80 miles. So that's over double of what Hastings had told them. They lost a total of 32 oxen. And Reed was forced to abandon two of his wagons. The Donners, as well as a man named Louis Kiesberg, also had lost one wagon each. So they're down Four, looks like four wagons. Yeah. After this. And on the far side of the desert, an inventory of food was taken and found to be less than adequate for the 600 mile trek that they still had ahead of them. And they look to the Sierra Nevada mountains and they see snow. And. They reached the Humboldt River on September 26th. So when they started this journey, the goal was to get over the Sierra Nevada mountains before the snow. Because they would get stuck. If you tried to pass the Sierra Nevada mountains before, uh, after snowfall, you were doomed. You were going to have to figure it the fuck out. So they realized that This journey was about to get even more difficult than it already had been. They had to get through the mountains and the the desert, and their supplies were depleted. Two of the young guys traveling with the party, William McCutcheon and Charles Stanton, were sent ahead to Sutter's Fort, California, to bring back more supplies. From September 10th, through the 25th, so this is like a little over two weeks, the party followed the trail into Nevada around the Ruby Mountains, and they finally reached the Humboldt River 
on September 26th. And it was here that a new trail, quote, so new trail. So the Hastings cutoff uh, connected back into the Oregon Trail right? at this point, which this, this whole shortcut, the Hastings um, path or whatever, the Hastings cutoff was supposed to save 300 miles. <laughs> it added actually 125. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. I'd be mad. So they couldn't even have met up with the people that they split off from. No. no they were. By, well, by that point, well, hold on. They were like, what? They're, by that point, they were probably like maybe two weeks from being in California. The other people, and these. These people, like the other party that split off from them, they're yeah. probably either two weeks or a week ahead of them of like, and they went the the, the long right way. way. Yeah. the. I would say they were probably three weeks. Yeah. Away. And they still, these people, like the Dharma party still had like many weeks yeah. left to go. They were still like at, they, had they very, weren't even, they were just barely, they were just now seeing the Sierra Nevada mountains. Yeah. Like in those are huge mountains. You can yes. see them far off. Yeah. So they sent these two um William and Charles. Yeah, they sent William and Charles Stanton uh ahead to get supplies and then they uh, that's where they met they met with the Oregon Trail. Yep. And they they were super pissed at Reed and obviously Hastings. And so tensions were running even higher now because they're even farther behind on I mean, their trail. They fucking hated Reed because of this. Yeah. Fucking hated him because he was a fanboy for Hastings. <laughs> fanboy. And like these none of these people were weak. These were all like frontiersmen. Yeah. Right. Like farmers. Including including Reed. Mm-hmm. He fought in the Blackhawk Wars. Like, it, he was a badass. Like, <laughs> but he was just blinded by fucking Hastings bullshit. Yeah. So. I mean, I would fall for someone telling me that I could save 300 miles. Yeah. That's a hell of a I mean, cutoff. That's but he didn't even gush about it. It was like a, a blurb. Right. And he just focused on it. Yeah, like, he saw the part where it said shave 300 miles off. Yeah. Right. And he was like, ooh, let's well, do challenge that. accepted. As we saw, <laughs> as we heard from you earlier, you would also have done that. Yeah. I mean, if it is. Yeah. It, OK. In Dude, context, the second I had to cut trees down, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm turning around. <laughs> exactly. That's, I, y'all would have lost me before we even got to the salt basin. Like before For we all if because, we would have gotten there, I'd have been like, nope. As somebody that's been to the Salt Basins in Utah, like, in the summer. We're talking they're traveling through this in the summer. It is fucking hot. I mean, the fucking salt flats, they just radiate heat because there's nothing. There's no shade. There's nothing. These people were probably dying. Sunburnt, pissed off, hungry, chasing goddamn oxen around the fucking (laughs) desert. It sounds like a horrible, horrible trip to Vegas. Mm. <laughs> through through backcountry. Yeah, they're backcountry. So the Donner Party soon reached the junction at the California Trail, about seven miles west of what is now Elko, Nevada. 
And they spent the next two weeks traveling along the Humboldt River. And they, the disillusionment of the party increased and they began the, to get even more angry. Yeah, the, the the tempers started to boil over. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it was getting hot. Like they, they, no, no, they were getting real fucking sick of each other. Oh, like yeah. real because they lost all those extra wagon cards. Yeah. So they're, they're like, all cramped in on each other at this point. Yeah. And uh, walking with their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On October 5th at Iron Point, two wagons became entangled and John Snyder one of the team, one of the guys, the teamsters, yeah, the teamsters, <laughs> they began, he began to whip one of his oxen and James Reed was like, no, nah, dude, like, don't do that to the animals and told him to stop. And he wouldn't. So James Reed grabbed his knife and stabbed John Snyder in the stomach and he ultimately died from it. The Donner Party Kind of, they wasted no time in administering their own justice because there was no judge, no jury, no nobody, no executioner, no executioner, and they decided that James Reed was gonna be banished. They nope, can't you can't come with us anymore. They wanted to hang him. Oh yeah, they were they at this point they were pissed at James Reed enough anyway. Yeah, it didn't take much like. You know, thought they're like, all right, can we just kill he this fucker now? He looked at me crossways. Well, they took a vote. Yeah. And James Reed was sent into exile. Yes. They gave him a horse and some rations. I wouldn't even give him that. Your, your ass can walk. Here, we'll give you Bye. a bottle. We'll give you some water. Well, his family stayed. Yep. His yeah. family was like, now nah, this is this a you thing. So we're, well, I'm we're sure at this here. point they were fucking pissed off at him too. Oh yeah, for sure. They're like, nah, fuck him. So he also James Reed also left with a guy named Walter Heron when he was exiled. Mm. The Donner Party continued along the Humboldt River with the rest of the animals who were understandably exhausted, and they walked even more. To kind of like spare their energy. The animal's energy. Not the people's. And then two days later. On October 7th. Louis Kiesberg. Turned out with a Belgian man. Named Hard Coop. Who had been traveling with him. Yeah he turned out a Belgian dude. So the Hard Coop thing is. Kind of. You know. Really fucking shitty. What does it mean like turned out? Like. So he was an old guy. Right. In his wagon. Mm-hmm. So he just, like, left him? Yeah. Like, you're voted off the island, dudes. <laughs> yeah, well, he couldn't keep up to walk. Right. When they were trying to walk the path. Yeah, there was no the room in the wagon way. for yeah, you. There's, yeah, no, no room, room in the end. <laughs> Why didn't they, like, National Lampoon's, like, just, like, tie his ass to the roof of the wagon or something? <laughs> well, I bet they wish they could have. Right. <laughs> but, uh... So they just left this dude on the side of the fucking trail yeah. with no water, no food to just die. Yeah, he was like knocking on other wagon doors and 
No one would let him in. He was just, man, I was just left there. I mean, it's it's really sad. Sad. It's sad because when the when people were like, "Should we give him food?" Everybody was like, "No, what's the fucking point? He's gonna die anyway." These awful things kept happening to the caravan. And on October 12th, their oxen were attacked by the Paiute Indians, killing 21 of them with poison-tipped arrows, further depleting their food rat. Like, essentially their food sources. They didn't have many oxen left. No. After their trek through the salt basin. Yeah, you didn't like 30 some of them just yeah. like run away. 30 of them just fucking dips it. <laughs> they dip They're out. like, we're out. See ya. And then Wouldn't the Paiutes. Well, the Paiutes would taunt them. Really? Yeah, the Paiutes would like That's laugh at them. Terrifying. They'd be up in the hill, like on the cliff sides at night, just laughing at them. That's terrifying. It's the thought of hearing fucked. that is oh terrifying. <laughs> so they would just shoot the the fucking oxen with poison arrows just to fucking just kill them. Just for shits and giggles. Just for fucking laughs. Oh my lord! So on October sixteenth, they reached the gateway to the Sierra Nevada, and. Along the Truckee River, which is now present-day Reno, they had almost completely depleted their food supplies. And three days later, on October 19th, one of the men that the party had sent out to Fort Sutter, Charles Stanton, returned with seven mules loaded with beef and flour and two Indian guides. And he talked about... A clear but difficult path through the Sierra Nevada. Stanton's partner, William McCutcheon, had fallen ill and had remained at the fort. The The group had camped for five days, 50 miles from the summit of the Sierra Nevada mountains, resting their oxen and the, the rest of the group for the last final leg of their journey. The decision to delay their departure was yet one more of the many that would lead to the downfall of the Donner Party. So, that is where we're going to end the first part of the story of the Donner Party. Probably one of the most brutal and horrific tales in American history. Is that the last little glimmer of hope? Like, oh, he got his food! It was like one last... Just beacon of hope. Yeah. And next week we will continue with the rest of the tale. We'll get into the nitty gritty. I mean, what's getting ready to happen, folks, is awful. Gold star territory. Like. What's gold star territory? Really horrific shit. People gonna die. People gonna die. Yeah. It's. (laughs) If you thought. Dying of typhoid. That's what I got. And dysentery. And tuberculosis and getting left behind and turned out of a wagon. That's like playing kick the can. And then they played. Oh, hold on a second. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's like kicking me when I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. They just had little stuff, little inconveniences, little things. No idea what awaited them in the Sierra Nevada. This is like, if I would compare it, it's like your Wi Fi gets shut off for like five days. Like, I'm really upset about this, but you know, it is what it is. We're moving into your new house and you can't have Wi Fi for another week. Well, what's funny is like, if you look at the people now, like our generation and up, I'd be dead. They couldn't uh-huh. hand, they couldn't even handle fucking Fire Festival. You, you, t- <laughs> I don't even know what Fire Festival is. 
So like I, I knew some like shit went down. Basically, like, it was like a music festival yeah. that everything went fucking wrong. Much like the story of the Donner Party. Okay. Stranded. Fun. Yeah. No water. Oh, shit. No food. Yeah. No, desert. no housing. There was a desert. It was an island. There was a desert. It was an island. No. Well, there was no water, so basically a desert. Shit. Anything with no water, consider it. You were talking about, like, like I, I'll go ahead and tell you, I would not even make it past, like, the, I could probably make it past the the nonsense with the road and whatever, well, but the, the desert, I would die. There's a lot of people on the Oregon Trail who would just, like, just say, nope, fuck it. And then they would just, like, plant feet along the trail yeah. and just build a community there. They're just like, nah, we're not going any further. Yeah. Fuck this shit. We're done. And they would just set up farm there. I mean. I could work out good for you. If you set up like a little trade stop. Yeah. You could make some serious well, that, money. That's what uh, that's what happened to the Donner Party. That one guy. Yeah. There was a trade stop they went to. They had a letter from Hastings. Yeah. The guy. Saying fucking turn back. Yeah. And they never go. got the letter. Oh, I do remember this like. From the, the things. The puppet. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, yeah. Be sure to subscribe to the the show. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And, yeah, we'll see you next week to finish out this. Uh, Part two of the Dahmer party. I mean, Donner party. Yeah, see, <laughs> I knew you'd fuck it up. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.